This is Midnight Agents, Episode 1, for March 27th, 2008. My name is Tavon Jones, and today I'm joined by Wilson Hill, and we are the newest podcast on the block. We will be reviewing comics, cartoons, uh, am I missing something? Nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Yeah, just nerd stuff in general. We're going to be covering pretty much anything that a nerd or geek actually cares about, so... We're just like you. Yes. This is from you, for you. <laughs> okay, that let's... wasn't creepy enough, was there. it? There. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On our first episode today, we're going to be reviewing Spectacular Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And we're going to be telling you... Basically, a little overview of the series so far, um, how well each episode has been, and what we can expect to see in the future from the series. As well, in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be covering our thoughts on... Biggest summer releases for comic book movies. Yes, indeedy. So... I think we're ready to start our review of episode number one of The Spectacular Spider-Man, Survival of the Fittest. Tombs? Not tombs now. I'm what you call me. I'm the vulture. I called you a buzzard. What? You can't even get the name right. So in this episode, we get the vulture, actually. His, his design in this series is just ridiculous. He he does look kind of he looks like stupid. He looks like Dracula. I mean, I can't think of any other way to describe him. That that's what you think when you see him. He's just like, oh, it's Dracula. Well, yeah, black and red. He's flying around. Sounds like Dracula to me. Uh, so what do you think of the series, like, from that first episode? What'd you get out of it? Honestly, I think Spectacular Spider-Man right now is just one of those series that gets progressively better with each episode. And to be honest, the like first the episode didn't do much for me. Oh, I agree completely. When I 
first started watching, I couldn't get past the animation. It just felt like, I don't know, it, it just kept reminding like me Kim of Kim Possible, Possible you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I just laughed the first time Dr. Connors walked in, and you just went, it, it, the, the fuck, is that, is that Ron Stoppable? That, my thoughts exactly, I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> crossover <laughs> alert. It's like, dear God, they flung Kim Possible in the future. I yeah, guess you could say he murdered her, because I guess, in a, I guess Miss Connors kind of looks like Kim Possible. Eh, let's not get too much into Kim Possible. We like to steer clear of that route. But I love Kim Possible so much. Of course you do. Anyway, yeah, the first episode was kind of meh. I didn't like... I also didn't like the way the Enforcers were portrayed. They didn't bother me too much. It bothered me because... And this is just, I guess, the continuity nerd in me. Fancy Dan leads the Enforcers, not Montana. I mean, yeah. I guess the, I, th- I think they did it just to showcase his accent. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that because really none of the enforcer characters are really that interesting on their own. But you know, having an accent, as we'll see in the fourth episode, I mean, obviously the accent has a bit of a draw, especially for younger audiences. It's something kind of yeah funny, especially when Spider-Man has something to work with, in, you know, comedy-wise when he's fighting. True. So, that might be one of the reasons. I, al- um, I love I also kept up Keith to- David as um, the Kingpin. Oh, that's... He's always... Yeah. yeah. He was Goliath. He's always fantastic. For those of you who, aren't, who don't know, um, Greg Wiseman, who created Gargoyles for Disney, is um, one of the producers on this show, and of course, Keith David was the main character, Goliath, and he plays the Kingpin in this series. But so far, we haven't actually seen any of the Kingpin. We just hear hear his voice throughout these first four episodes. Mystery villain. A bit strange. I'm actually wondering where they're going to go with that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, good voice actor. Let's, um... I'll... Let's some of them... Oh, wait, what? Go ahead. Um... Okay, this is just a little thing. Why does Ox have a handlebar mustache? I the big strong I guy. I didn't actually notice that, does he? Yeah, he does. He looked like basically Teddy Roosevelt if he was evil <laughs> and and incredibly muscular. <laughs> well, maybe they brought Teddy Roosevelt from, back from the dead. That would make the series so much better. Teddy, Ro- Teddy Roosevelt, come on. Keep um, going. I do uh, like um, Hammerhead being the uh, kind of second in command to the Kingpin. Yeah, I, I like that too. Good good uh, reference for comic fans. Just wish he was a little more, um, like, had that retro style, you know, maybe use a bit. Because in the comics, obviously, he's very much like a 50s kind of character. He uses that kind of vernacular and wardrobe yeah. and weapons and stuff. I wish he, you know, 
talk like he was in the 50s. That would have made him also a more interesting character, but... Still, I also thought that the... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm finished. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. I just felt that the shape of the head was all wrong. I mean... Well, it or maybe it was just the hairstyle. It, it didn't look like... It looks like he's wearing a toupee, actually. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that was my right reaction. I was like, he has, like, this giant forehead and, like, this... Like, this terrible comb-over-looking thing. So... Yeah. It just might be how they depict him having that metal plate in his head. Yeah. I think my biggest gripe, like, just, like, from that episode was Dr. Connor's robotic arm. Like, well, what, what the hell is up with that? Like, what, 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 what about okay. it, like, just ticked you off? Well, number one, if he has the robotic arm... Why the fuck does he need a lizard serum, honestly? I mean, you see him, like, shooting up in the back, like, later in the episode, right? Yeah. Actually, I think it's... Well... Don't you see that at the beginning of this episode? I think it's another one. I I know it's in that episode. I just can't remember where, but... Yeah, I think you yeah, see that just it at least once per episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, why is he shooting himself up with that if he has a robotic arm? That kind of defeats the purpose of... You know, I guess you could make an argument for him, you know, wanting to be able to feel with the hand. I guess. I guess, but. I mean, I guess having a robotic know, hand think... has its, you know. Kids can't handle amputees on TV. <laughs> I guess not. Well, he does take it off a few times, doesn't he? Yeah, like, in uh, the third episode he does, and then we have that ridiculous tentacle transformation he does. We'll, we'll get to that in a little while. Um, yeah. Um, based on the first episode, what is your um, view on the main characters? The main characters, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I found myself sort of liking what they're doing with Eddie Brock, even though it's, you know, that vastly different from the original comics origin. It looks like they're borrowing more from Ultimate Spider-Man where, you know, they were friends before he became Venom. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Uh, Although the one like main difference there seems to be that Eddie Brock seems to be a genuinely good person in this continuity where in Ultimate Spider-Man he was just kind of an amoral dish. Yeah, Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it, he seems like a generally... He got the Dr. Octopus huh? treatment, just like they did in Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus. They made him a likable guy. Yeah, and I'm, I remember at least two points in at least two different episodes in so far that he that Eddie Brock has actually put himself in danger to protect somebody else. So that really, yeah, that really how they've changed his character. Yeah, um... I think what I thought was weird, I don't know if they do it in this episode, is Peter Parker and Eddie Brock keep calling each other bro. And I'm like, really? Bro. I guess it's it's more authentic, because, you know, know, even at school, me and you hear a lot of of the guys calling each other bro. You know, they're walking out like, hey, what's up, bro, you know? That's it's just something yeah. people say, and I guess them doing that is actually a pretty good job of keeping up with 
the I guess the latest sling. I suppose so. I don't I don't think Bros really new, but yeah, I guess it works in the series. Yeah, I mean, it's not new, but you know, you definitely hear still hear people call each other that, obviously. So it 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 works. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as the character designs go, um Nothing really bothered me. Uh, I, I kind of liked Gwen's redesign. You know, she's kind of a nerd in this one. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say hats off to uh, the creators for making her Gwen Stacy and not Mary Jane. Yeah, although I have a feeling that something bad's going to happen to Gwen soon. Because you start hearing I hope about so, and I um, hope. Mary Jane in episode four. So. Yeah. And then well, she gets I just hope really to God. pissed off at him at the end of episode three, so it's kind of like, uh. Yeah, I just hope to God it's not another alternate dimension, <laughs> 16th century England deal. Yes, <laughs> go back in time and save her from Jack the Ripper, aka Carnage. Uh, let's let's not but, think um, about the old Spider-Man <laughs> series too much when watching this. Um, but uh. Um, Peter Parker's voice, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man's voice. I thought they got a fantastic voice actor for that. Oh yeah, he he was really good. Like I don't know, his voice when he's Peter Parker annoyed me slightly, but once he's got the mask on and the tights, uh, it's really good to hear the Spidey joking around banter again. Yeah, just spouting all those you know. jokes off, you know, fighting people. Yeah. It's it's a it's good voice. It's been a little too long listening to the Tobey Maguire somber, kind of quiet Spider-Man. Spider-Man, guys, seriously. <laughs> well, that is what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's that? Uh, but speaking not of to the make fun speaking of Tobey Maguire. Yeah, but I'll come in here and start. Oh well, yeah. It's just way too easy. Uh, anyway, just speaking of the movies and Tobey Maguire, so much of it just seems spun directly out of the movies, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, some of the... the huh? Uh, well, some of the web-slinging sequences just seem to come, like, directly from the movie. Like, I remember yeah. seeing him swing through town, and I was like, I've seen that before. Huh. There are at least, there are at least two scenes that are lifted directly from scenes in the movie. There's one yeah, like the from, from the scene oh, of Spider-Man 2 where he's chasing after the train and like running on the side yeah. of the building, then he leaps onto a ledge and jumps onto the train to catch Doc Ock. That scene is adapted yeah. into the... Is it the first or second episode that I'm thinking of? I, I think it's the second one. Yeah, but, but he's like, catching a train, he's trying to get to school on time. Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, is there anything else with the first episode? Oh, yeah, the the vulture. Oh, Norman Osborn. <laughs> uh, Norman. Still a dick. Yeah. He's still a dick. I like their... The interpretation seems pretty true to the character. He's just an amoral asshole businessman, you know? <laughs> he has he, very Asian features, though, which is really funny. Yeah, I know. That that did bother me a bit, because, I mean, Harry doesn't have those, and while we're on Harry, what the hell is up with his voice? I mean... 
it, hey, it Peter, with the way we're buddies, right? Because yet again, <sighs> Harry is still stupider than Peter, as he has always been in, you know, all Spider-Man continuities, but the main difference here is that he's actually more of a loser than Peter is. Pretty much. So he Although, often finds himself angry, you know, jealous of Peter, and angry at his father for favoring Peter over him, which adds a whole I wonder, new dynamic. Gee, I wonder if they're setting up for something. <laughs> Surprisingly, we don't but, even get the Green Goblin until Episode 7, apparently. So, Really? I uh, can't wait to see how that goes. Because the uh, series does get better as time goes on. Yes, Asian Green Goblin. Can't wait. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of the other characters, their their Jameson is just spot on. <laughs> great, glad they great rendition that. of the. Know what we need? Pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad they yeah, found a way to work that into the dialogue. I, I chuckled a little at that. It was um, a good moment. What else? Oh, um, Aunt May. Oh, yeah, she looks, well, like a, hey, can we say this? Go ahead, we're getting the explicit tag anyway, I've already signed this up for it. Alright, well, th- it feels like they're trying to make her into a MILF, because, you know, she's not wrinkly, she's got that very, well, younger style of hair, it's Again, a little... it seems to be something they kind of borrowed from the Ultimate Universe, where... Aunt Macy, yeah, little, you know, gray-haired and everything, but she's obviously much younger than she had been in previous continuities. Yeah, this really does feel like, a, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, the TV series. Yeah, and she's not an idiot like she was on the 90s version, where she was just like this uh, Jesus. clueless idiot who had no idea what was going on. Oh, Peter, what are you doing out this late? Oh, you know that. like some cake. I mean, I'm I'm just yeah. Every episode, Aunt May a brain in this one, or else it just would have been unbearable to watch that again. Slightly, but every episode, she's just like, "Do you want some banana cake or something she does like that?" To do I that and, he, and then he's like, "Oh, there are so many bills." Which just <laughs> yeah, it's seems always to be kind of bills. part of Spider-Man's problems. Oh, somebody's I know. bills have to be paid. Pretty much. And as the series goes on, his life just gets progressively shittier, is what I've noticed. And yeah, I kind of like his, that. His obligations to being Spider-Man and having a freelance job at the Bugle and taking care of Aunt May, they all come into conflict, and he has to make some choices. Yeah. Which don't always Well, it's true, well. the character... Well, it's true of the character. You know, the main appeal about Spider-Man is that he's a loser. Yeah, very that's, much. that's why he's such a big character for everybody. He's comic book probably fans. the most relatable <laughs> comic book character out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the series... It, uh, so, should we just move on to the next episode, Electro? I guess, because I really don't have much to say about the Vulture. He's a very forgettable I, 
villain. He's always forgettable. I do like. But he's the from one Staten one. Island. Yeah, I do like the one scene where um where he's yelling about how Osborne stole his um flight technology, and he just calls oh, yeah. him an old buzzard and tells him to get out. And then later he comes oh, back yeah. as a vulture. He's like, "I'm what you called me before, a vulture." And he just says, yeah. "I called you a buzzard, you old fool. You can't even get that right." It's <laughs> like that he's was, holding him like funny. twenty stories in the air, and he just wants to piss him off more. Well, that's true to Norman too. He's just an asshole. That's who Norman Osborn is. He doesn't apologize to anyone. Hell no. All right, let's uh, so move on wait, to well, oh, what's oh, the next? What are we giving them? Um, um, oh, the score. What's yeah? What score do you want to give this episode? I guess I'd give it a. A B minus for, I don't know, getting the series off to a good start, but just too many they, they retarded could have concepts. A better villain to start it off with. Oh, definitely, yeah. Vulture. Not even, not even worth mentioning. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a, a C. Yeah. Okay. Probably a C is the best <laughs> way to go. Yeah, it's a. It's a fairly mediocre episode, but the next episode, however, next episode is much far improved. And let's move on to that now. <laughs> and episode two, interactions. Daddy, what's he wearing? And what are you staring at? I was just waiting for your order. Coffee. Oh, man, I can't even drink a lousy cup of coffee. Sorry. Okay, this episode is about Electro. Electro? Yes, indeed. You know what? I actually really don't hate what they did with Electro in this one, but, uh, Let's let's get to where it starts. Yeah, um, um Max Dillon is actually in. Is he a repairman or an engineer? No, he's an electrician, isn't he? He's an electrician. I guess he works around the lab for them because they seem to be on a first name basis with him. I mean, uh, they call him Max and everything. So which is kind of stupid because I don't figure why Kurt Connors would need an electrician for his own. Experiment. Now, the whole reason that Max yeah. is even there is because they're running an experiment with genetically modified eels, which produce a large amount of um, electromagnetic stuff. And what's it with this continuity and what's it with this continuity and uh, genetically modified animals? I don't know. They just figure, like, oh, badly. they have a genetically modified spider bite somebody. Well, if they get shocked by genetically modified eels, it works the same way. Yeah, so shit goes um, bad. He hits the tank, and apparently that makes him... all over him. Wait, do they spill on him? Or does he just hit the grill thing that he's working on? I think he hits the tank, and I think they do spill, on, spill all over him. I yeah, can't remember. I, I think they do. Yeah, because they were talking about the the special chemical they put in the water 
or something. Yeah. That it heightened their it amplified something. the amount of electricity they could get out of them or something. Yeah. Um, so basically, this so yeah. accident causes Max to turn into a being of pure electricity. He's pretty much a living Tesla coil. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, they have to put him in a containment suit. The suit actually doesn't look that bad. Yeah, actually, with the suit on, he kind of has, like... He kind of looks like a terrorist, actually, I want to say. No, kind of, yeah. I mean, I kind of wish he would just stay in the suit, because when he takes the helmet off, he just looks retarded. (laughs) I mean, really. Yeah, it's just a... When he takes the helmet off, it's a very cartoonish head with this frayed electricity spouting all over his head. It looks and ridiculous. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't have him wearing that green and yellow suit. Because that's almost as bad, yeah. really. Okay, yeah. That is um, that is a good thing, but... After his accident, I've, he's actually not evil. Which is surprising. No, I... I'm on his side most of the episode. Yeah. I feel... I feel for the guy. I mean... They they kind of pull him like Metallo actually. They they pull a Clayface, they pull a Mattel, they pull pretty much any sympathetic villain you can think of, but it it works. I feel for the guy. I mean, like he says when he goes to whatever kind of Starbucks place they have, he can't even drink a lousy cup of coffee. That yeah. sucks, you know. He just feels all I want is a cup of coffee. And then he runs out, and Spider-Man stops him for no reason, webs him up in the middle Spy- of the street, and just starts making fun he- of him. And then he goes Spider-Man- crazy and becomes kind of evil. He was such a dick in that episode. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he really was, because I was I reading on some message boards after this episode aired, and everybody's just like, well, I've only seen two episodes so far, but Spider-Man's kind of a dick. Well, he is. I mean, he just starts antagonizing this guy who's clearly having a hard time. And Wait, should we back up and go into the whole subplot of Liz Allen and the tutoring or whatever? Oh, yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, Liz Allen Haven't seen the episode yet? Yeah, haven't seen the episode yet. Um, (laughs) Hispanic? (laughs) Liz Allen is Hispanic in this continuity of Spider-Man, and... Flash's girlfriend. Yeah, she's Flash's girlfriend. Um, and basically she's failing... What are they in? Calculus? Uh, biology. Biology? That's what it was? Okay, so she's failing yeah. biology class, and Peter is supposed to be her tutor. So basically the whole episode, he's doing, you know, doing his damnedest basically to get her to pay attention to him and learn And she's just a complete... Stuff. She's just a complete bitch to him through, like, the first half of the episodes. Episode. It's, uh, it's even more than half. It's like three okay, quarters yeah. of the episode. It's not yeah, until he just goes, you know what? I don't need this. When you're ready to learn, you come to me. And he just walks off because he has to take care of um, Electro. Electro. Then all of a sudden she and she's just like epiphany. She's just like, oh, Petey, you're a dick to me. Now I'm attracted to you. 
Yeah, like every time he shows up, then she starts calling him Petey. Oh, Petey. Yeah, that was. I guess and that's. Every time she was, says so that, you can just see, like, um, Gwen Stacy just go, you little bitch. Pretty much. Get your you can tell Gwen really cares. mitts off my man. <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell Gwen really cares about Peter so far. Yeah. Oh wait, is this the episode where Peter blows off Harry? Oh no, wait, that's that's episode four, isn't it? Uh, yeah, because it's just Liz that he's taking care of this episode as far as tutoring goes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so he's helping her out. Then Electro shows up. He's not having a good day. But yeah, yeah they, back to Electro. Yeah, they then he yeah, ties him up in the middle of the street. We we did that right, and then pisses him yeah. off. They start fighting, and he loses track of him. Yeah, pretty. So um, then there's some confusing fight at the end. I can't remember how it all got started, but it somehow uh, they end up Electro into the school swimming pool. Yeah, Electro shows up at uh, Connor's lab, and he's like, Cure me! Well, yeah, he gets really pissed and, off, know, and he tries to, like, like threaten him into, you know, create this cure-all, shock you to death. And Connor's is just like, well, it's going to take time, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck, cure me now. Like, I want my coffee and now. <laughs> I want my coffee, but yeah. <laughs> I... So then they I, I start still fighting, and they never really explain what happened to Electro. You just see him falling towards the water, and then it's kind of like yeah. after the aftermath. Yeah, and uh, I've noticed this thing like throughout fights, like with the villains. He, Aunt May always calls him right in the middle of the uh, fight, <laughs> so he has like, so he has to yeah. stop and answer the phone. And then he gets a curfew at the end of the episode, if I remember correctly. I think that was the end of the first episode, where he gets the 10 o'clock curfew thing. I think you might be right, yeah. I think that's why she kept calling him. She was asking, when are you coming home? Yeah. Um, it would have been so easy yeah, to like taking notes. Yeah. <sighs> So Electro falls into the tank after Spider-Man beats the crap out of him, and you don't see what happens to him, I guess. He just... Yeah, they just kind of insinuate, oh, well, no. He's in jail. He himself out. Uh, you don't really insinuate yeah. that he's in jail, because you never, like, see any police cars or anything, and plus it's a man well, made of electricity I know, I mean, falling into water. Yeah, so he's not... I'm pretty sure he's not dead, but... Yeah, like... Any other time that Electro's fallen into water, he'll come back. Which is retarded, but... Which is basically what happened in, um... His, uh... Actually, both of his appearances in the... In the I think it was 2003 Spider-Man series that was on MTV. Kind of 3D animation uh, one. I never, I never saw it. it. They actually had a pretty good portrayal of Electro. It, uh, that reminded me of a scene from Superman the Animated Series where uh, he's fighting Livewire and uh, they're fighting over a dam or something. She falls into the dam and basically the same thing happens. 
Yeah. And she's like coma she's like comatose threat until the her next appearance, so I guess I'm just assuming that's what they decided to do with him. So, we have anything else to say about this episode? I like what they did with Electro until he takes off his mask. <laughs> so I think this episode I'm going to give a... Uh, I think I'll give this one a B-. minus. Yeah, that's... I'll give it a... just a regular B. I think it's a good indication of what this series could be if they, you know, get their shit together. Yeah, it, this is the episode that just made you go like, this is very promising now. This, the series could get better, yeah. The first episode wasn't blown away, but yeah, it's getting better. And it gets significantly better in our next episode, Natural Selection, episode three. Bro, what if we work from the other end? Create a human DNA filter that knocks out the lizard code. Like the noise filter on a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, nice try, bro. But, uh... No, wait! That could work. A gene cleanser. Yes. Yes, of course. I should have seen it before. My notes. They'll have all the data we need. So it'll remove any non-human DNA? Even spider. Hey, Billy. How long were you listening? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. What do you want to talk about? The book says some lizards lay hundreds of eggs and never see them hatch. Uh-huh. Most of the babies get eaten by predators. And the parents don't even care. Because people only got lizard brains. Billy, trust me. Your dad will always care about you. Even if he turns into a monster? Well, yeah, but before that, I just want to say how I'm liking what they're doing with the names. You know, they're not just calling it the Vulture or Electro or, in this case... um, Neogenic Recombinator Nightmares or whatever they do with the 90s series. (sighs) Yeah, that's... I love that series. Each season would have this little prefix to it. Yeah, I love that. I love that series, but oh uh, lord, it had so problems. Yeah, it certainly had so, its plot points, like uh, the negative zone. Anyway, so <laughs> this episode we get Ron Stoppable Lizard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, that, in the second episode, they kind of show why this lizard transformation took place. Because you see him taking the serum before this episode and nothing happens, but... I'm glad they're doing that. I don't... When Electro came in and asked Connors to create the cure, he shocked the vial of um, lizard DNA he was injecting himself with. And I don't really... Do you think... Huh? 
Do you really think they were intending to do anything with that? Because if they are, I think it's just... With, with, with what? Like, with him shocking the serum, do you really think that had any, like, lasting effect on, you know, the I mean, serum? They, they indicated, like, that's why it it turned him into the lizard this time. Because, you know, you see him injected to himself before and nothing happened, but in episode two, when the shocker comes... I'm not shocker, Electro comes and asks for a yeah, cure same and thing. shocks the vial of um the the serum and it genetically enhanced lizard DNA. <laughs> yeah, and um, then at the beginning of this episode you see it injected into himself, but right before he does so, you see this little spark of electricity inside the vial. So they're indicating that when Electro shocked it it altered something in the serum. Okay, that in itself just sounds retarded, but I guess I'll go with it. I actually thought it was a better uh, explanation other than just, oh, he just injected this stuff into him randomly without testing it. Yeah, okay, they got to have some explanation for that, but you know what, I'll, I'll take it. Anyway, so, yeah, he injects it, and then eventually his arm regrows, yeah, and it's quite possibly transformation. Uh, the most ridiculous transformation I've ever seen. Yeah. I, <laughs> tentacles shoot out of his nub and they they spiral around it. and form a perfectly regrown arm. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, it's not like I, they kind of grow out. They just shoot right the hell out of his arm and make an arm. That yeah, that was just ridiculous, but not as ridiculous as the transformations get later. <laughs> Watch the episode and you'll see. <laughs> okay, so after he magically regrows his arm and his son walks in and he's all happy to have his dad with two arms. <laughs> um, <laughs> or his dad without one cold metal arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happens next? I'm a little fuzzy on that. Um, I think they do some stuff with uh, Peter at school. I I forget. Is this the episode where he gets water ballooned by Flash and? Yeah, yeah. Um, Flash uh, and uh, Robbie, Robbie Robertson's son actually. I can't no, remember for life me his Ro- name, son. No, it wasn't. Kong, it was the guy it? who. Yeah, it was the guy who looked like Kong. They haven't yeah. they haven't said he's Kong. I, well, we're just gonna God, go ahead if he, and if he is Kong. Well, if he is, this interpretation of Kong pisses me off. Well, you can't you know, be Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't like Kong in the Ultimate Spider-Man. You know, he's he's a simple guy, but he's, you know, a likable guy. I think um, Brock kind of fills that role here. That's true, but... Eh. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, um, all right. Peter goes to school, and um, Flash and Kong start throwing water balloons at him. And, you know, he's dodging him with his um, spider sense. So, basically, he just figures, oh, well, this might put my secret identity at jeopardy. So, then he just stands there and lets him pelt him with water balloons. Which is, I never really got why he always does that. He always goes, oh, well, people might find out I'm Spider-Man if I 
actually pretend I have good reflexes. Hey, it's a good cover. I mean, you know, I'm fine with that. It, it just there wouldn't be much me. of an explanation. It doesn't. Ass- he just kind of assumes. Well, if I pretend I'm, you know, not a complete, you know, uncoordinated dumbass, then people are going to figure out I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> he just kind of jumps but to the conclusion for no reason. But he used to be a complete uncoordinated dumbass. So, if people see, you know, a drastic change in that, they're going to make assumptions. So. Well, this, I can he's see. A I can very see. Very smart boy. You figured he'd maybe kind of work that in gradually, so he could, you know, stand up for himself and Harry, because Harry really needs. Yeah. Him. Oh, Harry. Yeah, I feel bad for Harry. He's. Yeah. He's almost worse off than Peter. He is worse off than Peter. He's more of a loser and he's <laughs> not as smart. Yeah, he doesn't that, have that, that loving sucks. family influence from Aunt May, so. Yeah. Just has a dickish dad. <laughs> Before we keep going so, uh, with this episode, I just want to say how much I miss the Osborne cornrows. Oh yeah, that I miss those too. I mean, they kind of have them, but it's not. It's it's more like they have like this wavy it, part in their hair. Yeah, I know. I mean, that bothered I never me. Really understood you know, what the hell was going on with the Osborne cornrows anyway? But still. But you, see, but you know, they're just part of the Osbournes. They're the Osborne the cornrows. Like, that is an Osborne. <laughs> you gotta have them. Black hair. You just. You gotta have them. Okay, so basically, Peter goes to Connor's lab and. They're all hanging out, having fun. They're all celebrating, actually, because, you know, Connors has his arm back. But his Yay. wife notices that he has these scales. scales growing on the back of his neck. So she has him stand up, take off his shirt, and... <laughs> In the middle of the room. just, like, the whole... Was it right? It's right side, right? No, it's left side. Uh, No, no, it's right side, I think. Yeah, the right side of his back is just covered in these gross green scales. Yeah, it is right side, okay. So, um... Yeah. So, basically, she send, sends her son into the room to play video games, and he kind of peeks out every once in a while to see what's going on. And when yeah, Peter goes so in to talk to him, he talks about, like, what if Dad doesn't love me anymore because all he has is a reptile brain? You know, I, I thought that, that comes was later. Like, is it? No, it's before yeah, it, it's later because. No, no, no. no it's the later because it's doesn't like take long. it's like it's at it's after the transformation has like progressed more slowly. Like yeah, I mean, his pupils have got gone slitted. No, he's scene, the, no the scene where he they take him he takes off his shirt and then the scene where he has more scales on his face is like two minutes apart. They just yeah, that's true. So day it, to night. Yeah. So basically, Peter goes in there, so talks him down, tells him, you know, he'll always love you, and nothing bad's gonna happen. And then, and then immediately afterwards, <laughs> we get his, his dad. Out. Oh, the transformation is just probably one of the worst Ridiculous. I've ever seen in in an animated series. It's his head just that really like bothered me was when his head caved in. 
Yeah, that was just like what? They just look kind of. I didn't. They just look way too cartoony. Like even for this series, it was just like, well, that was. Yeah, dumb. I know. Retarded. <laughs> that was slightly aggravating. So. Slight, yeah. But uh, anyway, he turns into the lizard, and the lizard doesn't look looks pretty good. I mean, you know, nothing radically different. Just you know, the lizard being the lizard. Starts freaking out. Uh, does he almost? Who does he almost eat? I can't remember. He almost eats someone, um, doesn't he? Is it Eddie Brockian? Well, I'm looking. No, at I it think. Right no, now I think. And I think Eddie tackles him, and then he, like, just tosses him aside and like knocks him into Peter. Oh no! Um, yeah, he right? jumps on his back and tries to like tell him to stop. Runs into Peter, and his wife keeps trying to like talk to him, but you know he's freaking crazy. I'll yeah. admit, like after they try to like calm him down, and he jumps out through the skylight. I really like that scene where he jumps up and it slows down, and he just kind of juts off screen. Yeah, that that was a pretty cool, cool little bit that was of animation. Some nice animation right there. Yeah. Um. So then, and this comes back later, Peter's just like, oh, I gotta go. Because, yeah, uh, you know, he's gotta um, go. It's what? No, go, no, go ahead. Um, uh, this kind of works in the subplot of um, Peter getting pictures for the Bugle so he can have you know, money to help Aunt May pay for the bills. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's like, I gotta go. And, and then uh, they're pissed like, off at him because they want him to help build um, kind of I guess an anti serum to filter out the reptilian DNA. So oh yeah, yeah, they were working on that earlier. So then he chases um, Connors down to the subway and they fight. Yeah. And he he gets away right. And he uh, yeah, beat, they, they and like he jump breaks into a subway car and they fight for a while. It's actually a lot. This is another scene that seems to be taken from the movie, the Doc Ock. Oh yeah, that train. was totally. Because like he gets knocked into the train window and like the passengers help him up, like you know they yeah. did in uh, Spider-Man Two. Somebody, some kid has his camera phone and everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was actually a pretty cool fight scene they had there. Yeah, like then. It ends with Peter getting his hand broken, right? Um, I don't know if it was broken or if he just sprained it. I know the, um, Connors hits it with his tail and he bandages up with some web. But I don't think it was Well, yeah, broken. but he hits you it like... See him, you, you see him use it throughout the rest of the episode, so it's probably not broken, but... Yeah. Uh, this, this series is already like, uh, an kind of an improvement. A little improvement over Spider-Man, the animated series, the original one from the 90s. He, I actually saw him hit people in this episode. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, like, <laughs> I like seeing Spider-Man hit people. <laughs> so, um, after this fight in the subway, he goes back and gets the, the anti-lizard formula from the Connors 
from Connors and Gwen Stacy actually, because Brock left to go track down Connors too. Yeah. And uh, they end up at a zoo, and Doctor Connors is at the um, it's like the reptilian exhibit at the at the zoo, right? Yeah, he's uh he's with all the alligators and stuff, which. Peter mistakes for the lizard and jumps on the alligator and gets taken for a ride, basically. Yeah, Just gets thrashed. They actually had another um, underwater fight scene, which is something they had in the uh, the, the 90s cartoon in the first episode oh, yeah. of the lizard. I remember that, yeah. Um, so also a cool fight scene. Yeah, so Lizard holds him underwater until he passes out, actually, and Brock is the one who ends up saving him. Yeah. Connors apparently and gets distracted by fighting a crocodile. Yeah. This, yeah, when he gets saved by Brock, it also shows, like, how the, how this Brock is a good guy, because, you know, he's just like, no, like, Spider-Man's just like, no, I'm not letting you distract it. Oh wait, no wait. Yeah. We gotta explain what he's doing. Well, yeah, um, to basically uses himself as bait to lure uh, Doctor Connors to the polar bear exhibit because they're planning yeah. to get him to drink this anti lizard serum that they've concocted is to get him into the cooled water for the polar bear exhibit and slow down his you know cold blooded system, which yeah. is I thought was a really good way to kind of explain of doing it. instead of just like jamming it down his throat they kind of use some science with it yeah that's that's just good. something Keeps I always appreciate with Spider-Man because he's that you know scientific character yeah and uh yeah like even in uh god like the last episode they ha- he gave that little speech to uh Liz about why scientists do what they do you know yeah and yeah, then, yeah I forgot we, that um Connor's son actually left the lab and kind of like oh well, got we'll, a cab and skateboarded to the zoo to talk to his dad. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that later, but uh. No, this yeah, is, there's this a cool is moment just right after that fight, really. Yeah. Well, the there's a cool moment. Between, well, yeah, there's a cool moment between Peter and Brock right before it. He's just like, no, I'm not letting you use yourself as bait, and he's just like, try and stop me. And I think that really we says just a lot about that. No, no, no. We went to. Did we? I thought we went, went yeah, to explain we talked why about he. That and then we said why. Then we talked about him jumping into the pool and fighting. Oh, oh, we were already there. I'm. I'm I'll tired. Just edit that part out. It's like. It's like two in the morning here. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the fight scene. Eh, yeah, it's all right. Gets him into the water. Slows down. He grabs some. Kids um skateboard jams into his mouth and pours the serum down his throat. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then as he kind of turns back into his human form, you see the little tentacles off camera. Kind of. No, no, it's not off camera. You see the whole thing. Oh, oh I, I thought you were talking about the the pictures for a second, but no, go ahead. Know. So well, he just kind of transforms, and like you see all the tentacles. Come apart again. That's uh, that part. was. Uh, it's actually kind of gruesome to your, see it all. 
didn't think it was gruesome. I just thought it was incredibly unrealistic, like just shit going, kind of just shit flailing around. Stuff like fly off, and it just kind of just all. It looks like he's decomposing, kind of. Yeah, if it could really happen, I'm sure that I would think it was nasty. But you know, um, so yeah. After that, the other thing we find out is um that Peter set I up love a the camera ending. to to photograph um the fight between him and the lizard. So yeah. when he comes to work at the Connor's lab the next day, everybody is just glaring at Pissed him, at just him. getting the evil eye from everybody in there. And they just hold up well, except the Daily Bugle, and they go, well, what's this, Peter? He's like, well, Yeah, Peter where the, the fuck the, were you? The lizard. <laughs> He's like, taken by Peter Parker. And Brock just gets completely pissed at him. He's like, so you left oh, Brock to goes go off take on pictures him. instead of staying here and helping make a cure. And just oh, I think completely justified in yeah. being pissed right here. And Connors is just... Completely depressed after all this, and he just says, "Well, I'm no in po- I'm in no position to get angry," and he just kind of walks off. Yeah. And Miss Connors kind of gives this little lecture about young people making bad decisions, but she says, "I just can't trust you anymore, and you're fired." Yeah. So that's kind of. And then, like, he kind of just, you know. Uh, slinks off, but before he goes, you see him uh, see a web flat and catch one of the files of uh, what they call it? Some it DNA a, filter or whatever? Yeah, it was a human DNA filter. It filters out yeah, it, DNA that's non-human not human, DNA. Even spider, as Peter says to himself. Which he notes. Yeah. So he takes that, and then he's pretty much just hates being himself, having those powers. He says it was just an accident. He doesn't want him anymore, and he's about to drink the serum, just not be Spider-Man anymore, but then he sees the pic- a picture of him and Uncle Ben, and he kind of realizes, uh, I really, it's going to be hard, but I still have to do this because I did save a lot of people by you know, help helping cure Connors, so I'm needed pretty much. So it kind of ends with him sitting on a ledge, looking over the city, waiting for from yeah. the spring into action. Yeah, he doesn't throw away the serum, does he? He um webs it under his desk. He says, "Well, for as long as yeah. people need Spider-Man, I'll be there." But he kind of keeps that as insurance for, you know, hopefully one day they won't need me and I can, you know, be a normal person again. I think it's, it's going to be a little Spider-Man no more later on. Yeah, possibly. Or possibly another man-spider thing. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Um, but, uh, yeah. The other thing that's weird I about really this series is that they kind of have, like, there's this life lesson at the end of each episode, and they have, like, the sky turns into yeah. a big Spider-Man mask or something. That's yeah, that... kind of cool. <laughs> I, I agree. That was just a little bit over the top. Yeah, it's very... But... After-school special. Mm-hmm. Although I really did like the ending of this episode, because I felt it was very true to the character. 
Yeah, they they did show yeah. off, you know, this is what Spider-Man's all about, basically. Yeah. His life sucks. Yeah. So, for this episode, you know what, I'm going to give it a B plus purely because that ending was really good for Spider-Man, and I think this was just a pretty good indication of what the series has to offer. Yeah, I'm, what I'm it can gonna, be. I'm gonna match you on that. I'm gonna give it a B plus as well. And this was the first episode that I saw that I that I knew for sure that I was gonna watch this whole season. Yeah, this I I like the next episode too. Yeah, this but this is the, the uh, one where you're like, okay, this is gonna be worth watching. Yeah, because if it if it's this one de- sucked, I probably would have dropped it honestly. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, kids. This is not the Batman. Well, it is, but it's okay. Well, it is, but they... It's okay because they're doing it with a light-hearted character, so... We'll get into issues with Batman. Batman a character that should be Batman, if that makes any sense. (laughs) It probably doesn't, but think about it. To some people, well... Anyway, so... You might have seen the Batman notes. yeah. So we get to, and now we move into the last episode, episode four, Market Forces. Talk about incompetence. You've had more shots at me than Marco would have heard. And done about as well. Them boys are punks. This is my profession. Now you do this for a living? With that accent, I was thinking rodeo clown. Don't you mock me, boy. I mock. I'm a mocker. Also a puller, a tugger, a yanker. Yes, this is the appearance of Shocker. And, Wilson, do you want to tell the people who Shocker is? This time he ain't Herman Schultz. He's Montana. Yes, indeed. The last... The last enforcer. Uh, That's. I didn't I, find myself minding that actually. Yeah, I. I thought I would be bothered by it, but honestly, I think it would have bothered me more if they just brought in another character, like, oh, here's Herman Schultz. He's the shocker. Yeah. Now. And it pisses me off when the they do the that. Episode. I kind of like it. Comp- it's this person who's been there since the first episode, so that. Kind of works better. Yes, some. That's what I like about Connors. The last episode, you know, they've been setting it up for the past two episodes. Sort of came to a head. I like character development. Yeah. But so, I forget. I watched this episode this morning. I should remember more about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Basically, uh, Hammerhead comes up to Montana and tells him that he still owes Kingpin Spider-Man. Yeah, so yeah. He's told to. He has to steal the suit, doesn't he? Yeah, they steal it from one of Oscorp's competitors, right? Yes, yes, they do. Because they mention that. Okay, and uh. Suit, but, um, so yeah, like near the end. So uh. He just thinks he's dropping it off to pay back the yeah. kingpin, but the hammerhead's just like, 
no, 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 you're you're not finished yet. You're gonna put this on. And you're gonna get us what we wanted. Yeah. So, so, and that's how he becomes shocker. Yeah, pretty and much. Not what happens before? What happens before that? Um, yeah, Peter's flying through the city. Really. He's trying. Well, Peter's trying to patch things up with Brock after what happened with uh, the lizard. Yeah. And uh, Brock's just like, we'll be okay, just, uh, you know, just back off, back off for a while. while. <laughs> I like what he says, don't get all... all does he? Yeah, I, I like what Brock says to him, don't get all emo on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed I thought... out loud when I heard that. I was like, oh, I guess I not like <laughs> Spider-Man 3 either. <laughs> uh, I don't want to think about that movie right now. You think that's a subtle nod to the to that movie? Uh, that it has to be. I mean, there's that no that gives me hope for the series. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much more emo than a Marvel character. That's true, especially Spider-Man. He was always inherently emo. The original, not yeah, you know. Not you not know. a hair not hair combed all over, black. Uh, and I like to cut myself emo, basically. Apparently, emos in the Spider-Man universe like to dance badly. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. So. so um. Yeah. He. he I don't think we mentioned really that the Sandman has been in almost every episode oh. so far. Oh yeah, as Flint Marco has been in every episode. I, I, I like that. Yeah, because yeah. every time he shows up, he's he, like, "Jesus, Marco, Flint, how many times do I have to put you in jail?" And every time he shows up, Pretty Flint's much. just like, "Oh man, it's Spider Man." Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just <goes>, "Aw." <laughs> Pretty much, Marco's voice. It didn't bother me, but it kind of sounded... <laughs> I actually really like it, because he just sounds like just an idiot. Oh, man. man. I, I don't want to fight Spider-Man again. <laughs> he just feels like he's so tired eh. of seeing this guy. Like, every time he's trying to pull a job, he's just like, oh. Just... Yeah, that's just... <laughs> Oh yeah, later in the episode that comes back and there is kind of a funny moment there. Yeah, this is getting heavy. <laughs> 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 well, 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 we'll get to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, he manages to piss off that? more people in this episode. He's at school. Harry's like, "Need you to help me study because I'm failing calculus or something." Yeah, it was calculus. And, and then later in the episode, like, wait, 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 wait. Actually, I think we. Have something else we need to talk about. Um, it starts off with um mm -hmm. Peter getting ready to go to school, and um Aunt May comes home, and she says, "Oh, f apparently they got some new neighbors or something." They didn't really mention it, but he said he was Wait. over talking to this. Oh, oh yeah. And he's like, "I want you to meet Mary this Jane. girl named Mary Jane," and he's just like, "Oh, oh, okay. What, what, what she's lot? What is she like?" And he's like. Oh, he has a beautiful personality, and he just goes, oh, 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 and he just kind of runs out. <laughs> I just love the I look like on that. his face. It like, shows Jesus Christ, on me. Peter may be a loser, but he's not desperate. 
Like, I'm not dating a girl that looks like a gorilla. Yeah. So <laughs> they <laughs> they did that in the old series too, and I think is that in the comic books? I I, I think it I was in remember. the animated series as well because he I remember there was a yeah. long span of time where he didn't see Mary Jane at all because he kept yeah he was either avoiding her uh, or he was busy with <laughs> Spider Man stuff. I'm not sure which. It, no thanks, Aunt May. I gotta go. <laughs> like oh, that's pretty much his reaction. Not. Yeah, how about I just you? love that sound he makes. He's like, oh, no. Harry, he and Harry both do it later. He's just, yeah. he's like, yeah, she wants me to meet this chick. And then she's like, well, what's she like? She has a great personality. And they're just like, oh. It's like, oh, Peter, I have to deal with my jackass of a dad. I don't need you telling me about all these ugly girls, too. Yeah, because they talk about like, oh yeah, yeah, they have like a prom or something coming up, and yeah, we should stay. He's like, right after he leaves home, actually no, he doesn't go to school. He goes to um, Harry's house. I guess this was on the yeah. weekend, and you know, Harry, um, Norman just kind of walks up to the door and greets Peter, and he just basically oh, goes this big speech <laughs> about, oh, you're a self-made man. You're just like me. You're Great accomplishment, you know. You're making it. In we're the not world. so different. We're not so different, you and I. And he's like, pretty oh, much I'm that whole cliche. Work in progress, Mister Osborne, and Harry's just well, kind of from working. In the background, <laughs> and he, he's just like, he's just he like, well, looks at him. He's like, oh, well, at least you're making progress. And Harry, I'm like my loser son. <laughs> God, he yes. is such a. Dick to his son. He really is. He's just like, well, at least you're not a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so pretty much. I I feel. Yeah, go ahead. Huh? No, you go. I, I feel bad for Harry. Is it? Maybe it's just the voice which pisses me off, but I don't know. Some about him. By the voice, the voice really kind of just shows you the Great. kind of character that Harry is this time around. He's very doesn't, doesn't unique. It, doesn't that change at the end, though? Doesn't his voice, like, change a little? Because I remember something uh, no, like it that. It doesn't really change, but at the end he's really pissed off and he walks in. He d he's just angry. He doesn't really change yeah. too much. He just has an angrier tone to his voice. Alright, well, we'll see where it goes. Anyway, um... Anyway, yeah, they have the little yes. talk about Mary Jane, and... You know, uh, so, after that, he goes to the that Buell to pick up his money for the shots he got of um, Connors. Yep. So, I love this scene. He just, oh, yeah, he just Jameson's always... Where's my coffee? And he's like, oh, you're that little pissant who wasted my time yesterday. And he just kind of turns him right back into the elevator and sends him away. He's like, where are my pictures of Spider-Man? And Betty just kind of walks up and goes, um, you, you, you just sent Peter Parker away. What? <laughs> <laughs> then he he brings him yeah. back and apologizes and yeah he kind of like refuses to write him a check because like he's above that yeah I guess. he's just like yeah like, then uh, you're gonna write me a check like no because <laughs> he's just he's Jameson I don't have to 
Oh yeah, we we meet Robbie in this episode, don't we? Yes, we do. We finally see Robbie, and we find out that the that his son goes uh, to the same school as Peter. Yeah, it's that uh, cor- it's that guy in the football team who actually isn't an asshole to Peter. Yeah, he's there's several like, times in the series he could have just you no know, crap out of him. So where he hits on his girlfriend, like yeah, he's just kind of like, like oh, it, it it's okay. And she gets yeah. his girlfriend gets kind of pissed off, and he's like, "You're gonna let Puny Parker hit on me?" And he's like, "You want to go out with him?" Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, kind of a dick kind, there, but you was know, still kind of mean. But in the other episodes, I think he only says one other line, one or two other he lines, says and they're both kind of like standing like up for Peter and his friends. Yeah, Gwen Stacy tells off Flash for hitting Peter with water balloons and tells him that he basically sucks as a football player. Yeah. And then he's, then he's just like, like, oh, he wants some aloe. Right at Gwen's face. Yeah. And then just like, oh, he wants some aloe vera for that burn. He's like, just, just let yeah. it go. Yeah. No, no, I think he, I think he makes a smart-ass comment. Does he? I just can't remember what. He's like... Ooh, you want some aloe vera for that burn flash? Yeah, yeah, he does. For some reason, I thought that yeah. was when that said that, but yeah, now I think about it, he because he stepped between them and Flash. Yeah, he put so put his arms around him. He's like, "All right, let's get out of here." Yeah, he kind of treats him like his, you know. I guess he's kind of like their guardian. Eh, kinda, yeah. So yeah, he's Robbie's son, which explains why he's not a complete dick. The only other black person yeah. on the show. I just had to say that. <laughs> well, like, you can honestly, say it, they but just like, had to tie those two people together. Well, every every TV show they have to be related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, every new kids TV series needs the black friend. Okay, I just watched the scene where um um Peter's talking to Jameson. And when he yells at him yeah. to get out, did you notice had hit the, his head like elongated twice its normal? Oh, oh, God! I I noticed his head it is just really weird, <laughs> incredibly. But you know, I'll let Peter slide because I like a huge crush on Betty Brant this episode. Oh yeah, well it's understandable. You know, I'm sure Betty, you know, I'm sure she'd be good looking. Not like in. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I guess she was okay in the movies, but, you know. I thought she was pretty attractive. Yeah, she was pretty attractive, but not like, you know, drop-dead gorgeous, you know, like, uh, then again, most of the women in that movie, you know, Snaggletooth. (laughs) Snaggletooth dunced. Uh, I don't... (laughs) Cry Baby McGuire. (laughs) Creepy-ass smile. Whatever the okay, guy's let's, let's off Harry was. Let's God, let's get it off smile. smile. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> so commentary for that one day, I swear. Be hoping for it, people. Anyway, um, so after that, he's at uh. Where's he? Actually, he goes to ask Miss Brent for um to write him a check so he can get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she introduces him to Robbie, and he's like. Well, you get some great shots, but the quality's crap. You need a new camera. Pretty much. So, basically, he has to choose between, you know, buying a new camera so he can get better shots for the Bugle or helping Aunt May pay the 
Yeah. You know, all those bills that have been piling up over the past few episodes. And yep. right after that, you see him with a new camera, kind of walking around, playing with it. Yep. And then... And he... I forget, how does he get to the that junkyard where he fights... Oh, uh, I, oh! I think oh, uh, Marco oh, and yeah, uh, his buddy were, yeah, yeah, and they were, and while he, he he was chasing them, and they led him yeah. to the junkyard. Yeah, it's the is it a junkyard? It's like a trash facility. It's like pretty much. It's a yeah. yeah. It's inside of a building, a but it it it's like an inside. <laughs> I feel so bad that we can't <laughs> think of a better word for this place. But yeah, he chases him there, and you know Marco yeah. and his um, his, his friends who they don't friend. They say his name, but I don't remember is. it. He's I not important. He's not or Irish or something. He's yeah, not going to yeah. become Sandman. We don't care about him. <laughs> so basically, they fight so, for a little while, and he. Sh- let's see. Yeah, they kind Montan- of try to Montan- beat him. To beat the crap out of him with crowbars and Montana yeah. surprises him with the shocker shocker yeah. bullshit thingy he <laughs> <laughs> shows up he's the, the vibration like, I forgot how his thing yeah. works cause they're all I don't know he the special effects on his um, shocker gauntlets I guess you could call them or like this yeah. green wave of energy that shoots out yeah, I didn't know what was going on with that. And then he's like, that was a bit of a shocker for you. And he's like, and you are? Or something. He's like, call me uh, the shocker. And this seems like every villain on this show has to take their name from, like, a passing comment. Like, uh, <laughs> like oh, the, vul- the vulture. Nice <laughs> the vulture was and, uh, kind of old, so he well, didn't he, realize that he got it wrong. Well, he fucked it up, but then Electro was like, what'd you call me? Electro, yeah! <laughs> he's, like, he's gonna be uh, like, um, electric butt? He's like, no, Electro! Yeah, <laughs> yeah they... Um, that's I was that's so just a little thing, but... Spider-Man would kind of sneak in and, uh, the Amazing Quilt Man comment. Like, I just <laughs> love that reference. Yeah. That is pretty fun. Yeah, I wish he had done something like that, but... Yeah, this isn't the same old shocker. His his suit still has that, you know, yellow quilt pattern, but it isn't quite as... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ridiculous looking. The gauntlets it's I not really quite like as to redesign th- for. I like the gauntlets, like... And the, yeah. I don't know, the goggles on his suit looked a little... That kind of go off his hands. It, it makes goggles? more sense. I don't know. I did something about it. I didn't like the goggles. Too different about the goggles. I guess it makes sense because did the old Shocker uniform have a any kind of like eye protection? No, it didn't have a visor. Well, I guess yeah, the Ultimate one did. And well, this is our yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so it does kind of make sense to have you know some eye protection there. Yeah. It's a good shocker. So, yeah, they fight, and he eventually pushes Peter into a trash compactor, right? And yeah. And as it's closing, you can kind of see that there's, like, this mini-fridge that he's getting pushed into. That, 
That felt ridiculous to me. There's no way in hell that... At least they... At least you see the mini-fridge in there before he comes out the other side. Because if I hadn't seen him going into that when they closed it up, I would have gone like, well, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, I It was was a bit ridiculous, but at least they, you know... Didn't they justified their ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. We'll just move on from that. I. Yeah. So. <sighs> Anyways. He pushes him, he pushes his way out of the compacted garbage. He was protected by the mini fridge, as we said. And yeah. as soon as he gets out, he's just like, Jesus Christ, I stink. Yeah, like every character after remarks that, my God, you just stink, Jesus. <laughs> Next day he's at um, he's at school in gym class, and he's oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Harry gets real pissed off at him because he blew him off to help him with the uh, calculus calculus tutoring. So yeah, and, and they start arguing, and Flash Thompson's you know being a dick as usual. So he um, challenges Flash to have a rope race. He's like, oh, with my spider powers, powers I'll ace this. And (laughs) as soon as Flash gets near him, he just goes, oh, God, you win, Parker. When I say you stink, it's usually a figure of speech, but man. And he just kind of walks away from him. And the coach just tells him, Parker hit the showers, and he just kind of walks up, all embarrassed. But uh, actually, before he also that, he, yeah, he, he no, hits Gwen Stacy in the back of the head with the it, volleyball. The volleyball. He manages to piss her off even more. Yeah, he's like, oh, you he's just like, oh, sh- minute. And she's just like, I don't want to hear it, Peter. Uh, yeah, he's he's not having a good time. Harry's pissed at him. Brock's pissed at him. All he and has when is he his. Was in the trash compactor, his check got ruined. Oh yeah, so he has to. That really you know, didn't make any sense because that was retarded. It, yeah. Oh sure, he's okay, but his check has just turned to sludge for some reason. Yeah, it was like it's like somebody burned it and stuck it in his pants. <laughs> That yeah, it, right. it looks like <laughs> it looked like seaweed. I know. I thought he put like a piece of garbage out of his pants. I'm like, um, what? Yeah. Like, then he has I've... to go back and get a new check. I'm not sure why they had that whole thing there. Cause really, they could have just said he went back to turn in his new pictures of Spider-Man, which is what he did. Yeah, and didn't he? Uh... Shit, he met he met Betty outside, right? And she was getting a hot dog or something. Oh no, that's later on. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. he walks uh, in, gives his pictures to Robbie. Jameson walks up, snatches him, goes crap, crap, crap. <gasps> Great! And it's like a picture of Spider-Man getting the crap beat out of him. <laughs> and he's like in the garbage dump, like <laughs> yeah. in a pile of garbage with Shocker standing over him. And he's like, don't you want a picture of Spider-Man winning? And James is like, no, everybody hates a winner. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, 
Jameson. So then, um, it's hard to it's hard to fuck out Jameson. Yeah, so he throws all the pictures that he hates on the ground. Peter bends down to pick him up, and Jameson's just like, "Oh God!" He's like, "You should really try wearing deodorant, kid." I know he says something like, "Only way to get a smell out out of you, bent shit." He says, "The only way to get that smell out is with tomato juice." Yeah, only smell. Only way to get a smell of a dump out is to bathe in tomato <laughs> sauce or something. That could be taken comes up again two ways. ways. <laughs> what? <laughs> the only way to get the smell of a dump out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him uh, just sitting on the toilet taking a huge dump. <laughs> okay. <of> Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> Savoy uh we're so juvenile. Anyway. Here comes a, let's, uh, another scene with um Flint Marco and his partner in crime yet again, his name eludes me. And they yeah. make their way to the truck with a um, very large box and as right before they put the box onto the truck they go you smell something and Spider-Man just hops and I was like I watched this five times you idiots <laughs> and he just kind of webs their hands to the box and asks them to just tell Electro I want a rematch and he tells the because they're robbing a shop owner and he just tells the shop owner to call the police and they're that just kind of dumb yeah, but they're just kind of standing there with their hands webbed in the box <laughs> going, you know, yeah. it's just getting kind of heavy, and they just fall over. <laughs> that, that was funny. I, I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he just webs their hands to the box, and then exp- and then they're powerless all of a sudden. They can't just, you know, find a way to get out of that. <laughs> I him, mean, he webbed both of their hands to the boxes, so... Yeah, but how strong is the webbing? Well, okay, yeah, I guess... It's, it's eh. tensile strength of, like, steel, isn't it? Well, that's only when it comes out of him, right? I mean, this is Spider-Man with web shooters. I think it's essentially, I think it essentially works the same way. I mean, then again, they don't really explain anything about his origin in this cartoon, so we don't know what yeah. kind of well, formula he's working with. Well, it's, just gonna it's Spider-Man. It's, fair, it's strong enough to, you know, hold his weight, you know, swinging from rooftops, so it, it has to be pretty strong. Yeah, all right. No, I'll buy it. But he's incredibly skinny in this series, though. Like, <laughs> God. He has a weird-shaped <laughs> head when he's in the uniform, in the costume. Oh, I know. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, so after that, does he meet Betty at the hot dog stand? Oh, no, he goes home, he talks to Aunt May, and he's kind of like, he has the camera in one pocket and the money in one pocket, and he doesn't give her the money for the bills. And, you know, he's oh. just kind of kind of going, uh, should I treat myself, or should I, you know, help someone that I care about? And... Yeah. Next scene, he's holding a new camera, taking pictures. Yeah, pretty much. And then then he's kind of just running around town, taking pictures of buildings, and then he runs into Betty Brandt at a hot dog stand. 
and he makes an incredibly pathetic attempt to, you know, get her to be his date to his prom or whatever. He's like, um, he's just like in a gymnasium. We both like, we, we both like hot dogs with mustard. Mustard. On God, please. <laughs> just like the first God, thing please say saw. yes. <laughs> please. Yeah, geez. it's been so long. But yeah, she's just like, nah, I'm sorry, I'm too old for you. <laughs> So then and you have that earthquake, which is really just a shocker trying to call out Spider-Man. Yep. So they run into and the he people, and he looks it up on the computer, and he's like, oh, there's been an earthquake here, 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 and here, and he just kind of goes, oh, well, shocker's there. And that was kind of stupid, because it didn't make I know. Sense. That's, but, yeah. Whatever. He's a scientist, remember? I'm sure they have that kind of software on their computer. I I'm sure. So. <laughs> they had exactly pinpointed where the earthquakes originated from, and they're in the straight line. Yeah. So, so then he uh, he tracks Shocker. He down gets to the condemned um, movie theater. Abandoned. It's not a movie theater. It's theater? like a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they fight, um, and... Shocker gives us a little speech. How, yeah, he's like, why are you not chasing me around? He's like, well, man honors his responsibilities, and you're one of mine. I, I like that, that yeah, speech. Yeah, kind know. of works into Peter's final decision at the end of this episode. Well, yeah. Responsibility. And I think it, it shows that this is a different Shocker. It's not just, you know... The school of hard knocks guy off the street who is just a thug, pretty much. Yeah. You know, Montana, he's a professional. Although I, I don't like, like how Spider-Man makes fun of his accent. Oh, yeah, he just... Yeah. <laughs> like, this is my profession. And he's like, oh, by accent, I was guessing it was rodeo clown. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> and that kind I, of kicks him off long <laughs> enough to distract him to get the building to, you know, kind of trap him inside. That's how he wins Okay, the yeah. I take issue with how he beat him. Yeah, what the fuck? He basically... Did he kill him? That's what I yeah, thought, because all this stuff fell on him, and then his little bubble he, he, collapsed, and I'm like, did Spider-Man just kill yeah. that guy? He basically dropped a building on him, and I mean, I know they established the suit gives him some kind of durability, but I don't think if, like, you know, got like an entire building just collapses on you, you're... mint drop on you, you know, the yeah, Jesus suit Christ. help. Yeah, that was just, uh, it didn't sit right with me. Yeah, it seemed like he took too big a risk. I guess you could say since... He's a teenager and he's more impulsive. You could say he's just irresponsible at this point in his life. You know, he's only been Spider-Man for... Has it even been a year yet? Like, it's been a few months. They established that at the beginning. Like, yeah. he's been, it's been like, say, like since... Not too long ago, he got bit by the spider when he was at Connor's lab. Yeah. And then, at the end, he, uh... He returns but... the camera and gets the money back. Oh, yeah, but we forgot uh, the other part. Like, uh, Harry's all pissed off at his dad's, right? Or is that afterwards? Yeah, he, he, he's pissed at him. 
that Peter, because he still didn't get any help, so he walks in and throws his backpack and knocks a potted plant off the table. And, you know, and Norman's like, just standing there. He's like, mm, you don't seem to be a good boy. He's <laughs> just kind of like, well, I'm not popular. I can't get good grades and calculus and all this other stuff. And he just, I mean, Norman's no help at all. He's just like, you know what? You need to be a man. If you want to be popular, be popular. If you want to pass a test, study. And he's just like, he just, he's just so heartless towards his own son. I mean, he, he gushes over Peter, but like well, that is barely Norman, worth though. his time. Yeah. Well, like, and but still, I'm I'm by the lighthearted tone that the series kind of has. I was surprised by just how rough they kept um, Norman. I'm I'm glad they kept him that way. Yeah. I don't want Norman being nice to his son. That's not Norman. <laughs> Norman's not nice. He's a dick. Yeah, but. A very interesting thing happens right after that's the second to last scene in this episode, I believe. It's I like when, this um, part. Yeah, yeah, Norman walks into his office, hammerheads. Hammerhead? For him. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm sorry about that little interruption. And he's like, oh, kids these days, what are you going to do? So, <laughs> sit down. He opens this little, I don't know, it's like Shitty little Star looking. Trek communicators. It looks like a ridiculous cell phone. It looks like one of those little I, Star Trek communicators that they just flip open. Yeah, it, it did, just but... He puts that anyway. on the desk, and Kingpin is like, he, with all these super villains, you know, quote, running around, you know... We'll call it... Yeah. Yeah, um... You know, Spider-Man is distracted to bother with my crime syndicates. So he just asked Norman, like, hmm. Create a bunch of super villains. more of these? I even have some yeah. special you know, subjects for your more, you know, like, unhumane projects, basically, is what he says. And Norman just grins like an asshole at that. He's like, <laughs> He's oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to torture them human up. beings now. <laughs> Yay. You know, something really Norman Osborn would do. Yeah, but I I like this explanation for why they're why they keep getting more and more supervillains because Shrek, Superman, you know. Spider-Man, <laughs> Superman, Shrek, <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, well, yeah, it just distracts Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You know too. that. Well, yeah, it's it's a pretty good explanation for you know why he's got all those crazy guys in tights running around fucking shit up. It just makes it that more, you know. King, just, it shows the kingpin is really calling all the shots. It just makes it that much more interesting, though, that Norman Osborn becomes the Green Goblin in three episodes. So it's, it's yeah, kinda, that it kind of makes you wonder what what happens. Like, is it even him? Because we're not even sure if it's Norman that becomes the Green Goblin. That's I'm true. Maybe they'll so, just pull like they I could just pull a hobgoblin. Pull something really weird. Uh, I think it's going to be a wait and see deal. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. Uh, we have one more scene, I think. Yeah. Um. Peter. Oh yeah, Aunt May and Peter. 
he yeah, pretty he much quotes money down on the table. what he quotes what Shocker said earlier. Yeah. Being a man means honoring your responsibilities. You're one of mine. And she's just like, oh, well, make sure you set aside 10% so you can save up for a camera. Yeah, and he's just like, okay. Else about banana cake or something. She says, no, let's have some banana cake. <laughs> and he's and like, Peter, why do you smell like tomato juice? <laughs> and it and just then they just kind of ends on a humorous note. Yeah. So, what were your overall thoughts on the episode? I think this was the best episode yet, honestly. Really? Honestly, this is the really? episode that I enjoyed the most, yeah. I Yeah, I think it was a lot better than the previous episodes. So, I'll... I'll give it a... Eh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a B- on this. No, wait. A eh, regular B. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it an A-. minus. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, well, also, did you there notice you have it. that the um, what the the credits for Go this ahead. episode? Did you notice um, next week's episode is going to be um, it's going to be a Sandman. Oh, really? They're doing Sandman yeah. already, huh? Well, I'm gonna. Marco gets his I, powers in. I wonder how this Flint Marco is gonna be with that, you know, because he's kind of, well... An idiot? He's basically... Yeah, he's basically he's just never an idiot, so I'm wondering... He's really a smart character. He's usually well, yeah, but like he's been a few notches above he's had Rhino on the intelligence scale. Uh, Rhino. I, <laughs> I hope they steer clear of him with this, but, uh... Honestly, I really want to see him. Actually, I think we do see him. I don't think they could ever top what uh they did with Rhino in the old Super... Sp- Spider-Man animated series. <laughs> Why do we keep saying Superman? I don't know. I'm just all I've got Superman S's. on the brain. But He's yeah, like Penguin. So yeah, this is. I can't wait to see where this series goes. Looks promising. Uh, yeah. Those. Are, that's pretty much what our opinion of it. Should we yeah. take a break and then come back to our? Impressions I of the this year's theatrical I releases? I think so. All right. <laughs> is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? I humbly present the Jericho. The base. So the upgrade is complete. I'll tell you what, throw a little hot rod red in there. Good luck keeping up. <laughs> oh, okay, it's time to talk about the Iron Man trailer. Newest theatrical trailer uh, for Iron Man, actually. Awesome. They just this is the spectacular best trailer I've probably ever seen for anything in my life. Oh god, I know. I didn't take I think I took issue with one thing, but it was so minor I don't even really What was it? Remember it. God 
I think it was the scene where he's getting the armor put on, the one where po- where Pepper walks in. It just looked oh, yeah. slightly... Uh, it didn't look like they'd finish uh, with the effects on it. Yeah, the effects just looks... Uh, I don't know. But that's yeah, like I'm, the I'm, only gripe sure I have with be, it. I'm positive that'll be that, fi- fixed before it's released. And even if it's not, I'm not going to drag it down like... Five points just for that. It, yeah, because all the, the movie effects in that trailer were just top notch. Oh, this this looks fantastic! I can't wait. Robert Downey Jr. is he is, he is Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. He, there's there's no other way to say it. He he's got the attitude. He's got the look. I I can't wait to see that. Um, and I'm the the go ahead. I'm just very excited to see um, Terrence Howard as Rhodey. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, God, I can't wait for that. Even if they don't do a War Machine, I just want to see his Apparently performance. Apparently he's supposed to be in the second is, movie. So, sweet. Is a, uh, isn't Nick Fury making an appearance in this one? Uh, Yeah, I think he's going to have more of a, a bigger role in this one than he will in Incredible Hulk. Because apparently those two movies will overlap a little bit, but oh, so they're creating a continuity for the Marvel yeah. movies. Okay. God, I, I really wish they I really want that when they relaunch Superman. But since they kind of wanted to go with that, you know, back with Richard Donner's Superman series, they didn't get to do that with Dark Knight. Little disappointed, but yeah. then again, with you know. The new take that you know they've taken with Batman, it probably wouldn't have worked anyway. But that's yeah, true. We're getting off topic. That we'll get to that in a little while. Yeah, when we talk about the Dark Knight, um, yeah, there's really nothing, really, I can find that's wrong with this trailer. It it gets me excited for the movie. Yeah, I just, God, I love the scene. Like it's after he's flown the prototype armor. You know, the yeah. jet in his um, boot breaks, and he kind of falls to his house. Oh, and yeah. Kind of like after that, the next scene is he's, like, making a martini. He's, like, and this computer tells him that the Mach 3 is finished. And he's, like, would you throw a little hot rod red in there? You just, like, you just hear this awesome music playing, and you just see, like, uh, all yeah. the plates of the armor being put on to Tony Stark. You just see... Yeah, the music in this trailer. Like, Damn. He's, like... <laughs> oh, the the music is great throughout the trailer, <laughs> and uh, a lot of funny moments, like uh, when Pepper Potts walks in and uh, sees him getting the armor put on. I think it's Pepper. She's like, yeah. what are you doing? It's just like, <laughs> well, come on, this isn't the worst thing you've caught me doing in here. <laughs> I I thought that was hilarious. That's just one and, uh, thing about um, oh, Robert Downey Jr. He's just... So good at just he's being funny. a very serious actor, yet he just has this this charm about him that's just great for comedy as well. Which is Tony Stark, essentially, you know. Yeah, pretty, he's a very charismatic this, person, and you know. Yeah, it carries over well to the character. Um, um, what do you think about the oh Iron the Monger end design? Oh, the Iron Monger. Um, eh, it looks. They need a vi- obviously they need a villain because it, that's another thing I'll talk like about. A later. Crappy Hulkbuster armor, honestly. 
That's what I was thinking. It does look like Hulkbuster armor, and it's just... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll explain how it's able to take on his finished Iron Man armor and not get the ship blown out of it. I well, I'm assuming, like, hope they if you explain. look at it, it definitely has a lot more you know, bulk to the exoskeleton than Stark stuff. Yeah. So it has that added protection, and I'm, I'm going to assume that there's some you know, pretty big weaponry hidden inside that thing. Well, yeah, because you see that huge-ass explosion at, at, like, near the end of the trailer. Yeah, I'll, so I some can't tell if that's... Because, you know, that's right when uh, Iron Man's, like, jumping and, like, punching the Iron Monger, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what that explosion's from. Yeah, well... But he does, like, have a machine gun or a chain gun or something in the armor, because you see him shooting at Iron Man with his, um, the helmet off. Yeah, and, like yeah. opens up this arm shield thing. It's pretty. That's another cool scene in the trailer. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, another thing I like about the ending, uh, Stark goes. There, there are rumors that I've been running around as a kind of superhero. I he says something like, "I assure you, I am not the superhero type." Yeah, <laughs> he like obviously, I, I'm not the superhero type. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's that completely I, I, badass scene where the shank, the the shank, the tank <laughs> shoots off oh, yeah. at him, and he just kind of he just, dodges it, and he just yeah, this little I don't know, is, is uh, it a missile that he shoots? It's kind of like a yeah, he shoots him. It's something that looks like a missile, and uh, it hits the tank and just. A second later, explode. He turns around and walks away, and you just see it explode behind him. Yeah, that was just amazing. And then they could do the damn, you know, the Iron Man little Iron Man clip. Um, I yeah. Honestly, watching that trailer is probably more satisfying than most of the movies I've seen in recent memory. Oh yeah, definitely. There have been no good movies out. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, so excited to see this. This summer is going to be great. I can't wait to see so many of these movies. Yeah. Uh. So, what's our next? What's our Iron Man? It's going to be good. What's our next movie? I think we should be transitioning to the Dark Knight now. No other alias. Clothing is custom. Nothing in his pockets but knives and lint. Evening, Commissioner. Why so serious? Where is he? People are dying. What would you have me do? Endure. You can be the outcast. You can make the choice that no one else will face. The right choice. Gotham needs you. A little fight in here. I like that. Then you're gonna love me. That's more like a muscle man. God damn. So, the trailer came out during, uh, shit, what was, it was released with I Am Legend, right? Uh, yeah, it's correct, I believe. Pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, so, uh, 
Yeah, so it's been out for a while. But yeah, but we haven't been I, out for a while, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoy watching that trailer. It it sets sets up so well for you know the Joker's character at the beginning. He's talking, you know, just giving that s- speech about him and Batman. You're just a freak like me, and then <laughs> you just see that huge ass explosion. <laughs> Joker's like, kind of standing there with his head like turned to the side. Yeah, like a the way psych- he says, "Like me," he's like, "Like me." This has toy this, like, man. This has <laughs> like this weird murderous glee in his voice, just like well, me. Well, yeah, and well, it's you know, st- it's a good representation of the character. It's different, but, yeah, but damn, he part, is. The Joker doesn't look like he's going to be that quite that jokey. Looks more he's going oh, to be, like, he is unsettling a, and. Oh, he is a scary motherfucker throughout a lot of this trailer. Like, yeah. especially if um, you watch it in HD, the scene where he's in the jail. Oh my god! And you just see the close-up of his face. He just looks so nasty. It's when like they all the yeah, makeup oh. is kind of like coming off his face, and he just looks gross. Well, they've said that's what they wanted to go through, but yeah, you like you can see the facial scarring and. uh... I just want to say this. I love that they that uh, he has a Chelsea grin in this one. Yeah. Uh, that is, yeah, for those of you who don't know, that's basically where, in order to torture someone, they scar the, the edge of your mouth all the way up to, like, your ears or something on both sides, so it resembles a grin. And then they basically beat the shit out of you till you cry out in pain and just rip your face apart. Truly disgusting, but... I'm assuming it's going to be some torture like that that probably drove him insane in this version, rather than in, you know, a chemical bath. Yeah, it seems to borrow more from the, uh... Shit, what was that recent story Batman in Batman Confidential where, uh, he was reimagined as, like, this hired killer or something? I haven't really read it. I I just know he gets it. No clue. I haven't kept up with the recent Batman comics, really. Yeah, neither have I. I, I should get up to date on that, but... Can I just read Green yeah, Lantern, so honestly? Green Lantern booster goals. Oh. Eh, I, I read trades. That's... <laughs> I, can, that I can't afford comics. <laughs> yeah, so... The... Tra- yeah, the trailer... God... Fantastic! Just, just it, seeing um, Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, I'm, I was so sad to hear that he died. Just from the I know performance in that trailer, I'm just like, what else could we have gotten out of him? It's st- yeah, it seemed like he was really just hitting his stride in this, as an actor, and then he just dies. I mean, yes, it's very sad. I'm saddened by it, and like if you haven't read Christopher Nolan talking about Heath Ledger's death, you should read it because it's incredibly touching and it, incredibly it's sad. An incredibly well written piece. I've God, that's anyway. Back to the trailer. Um, uh, there's don't just really chaos. Too all much of um. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Huh? 
I was going to say, like, throughout this trailer, there's just, like, chaos all throughout it. And I think that's really, you know, true to because true to the Joker, because, you know... This Joker's, like, just... A crazy anarchist. anarchist. Like, this punk rock yeah. anarchist, I think they've called him, or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm psyched for how that's going to go, because, uh... Sh- fuck, I don't know where I'm going with this. I... <laughs> <laughs> you just talked yourself into a corner, didn't you? Pretty much. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, the trailer's really badass. Too much of um, um, Christian Bale in this trailer. Kind of sad about that. Oh. Uh, no, we don't. But uh, still, I feel uh, worse for worse for um. Um, I can't remember. Is it Eckert? Guy playing uh, oh face. yeah, because he yeah he's not in so all. underplayed throughout this entire I, campaign. God, I really want to see. No, no, no. He was. So, they did a long Halloween reference on the website where uh, they oh, showed yeah, this jack lantern. Like the like the extended, you know, kind of for the yeah. film geeks on the internet. I mean, besides that, nobody else probably even knows that. Two-Face is going to be in this. Like, the general movie-going audience has no idea. God, and I... Now I that I think about it, they probably wouldn't care. Because, you know, the biggest draw for that film would be the Joker. Yeah. Well, that's what the marketing campaign would have focused on if he hadn't died. Like, yeah. I don't know what they're doing now. I, but, I uh... Honestly, I honestly doubt they'll release another trailer. They might release one other oh. one, but I doubt it'll show really any... Thing different than what we've seen so far. Just I, I can't wait. We wanted to keep the two face aspect of the story under wraps, and you know Heath Ledger's passing it. It'd be kind of in bad taste, I guess they feel to you know use him to promote yeah. the film anymore. Yeah, I can't wait to see Eckhart's performance because I don't know. I I'm hoping they borrow from. Uh, Long Halloween, you know, Harvey Dent's their ally in crime, and then he just gets fucked up. Um, what I'm wondering yeah. is if they're going to be like the animated series and kind of work in that he had um, split personality before the, the um, I, well, I hope I hope so, because otherwise there isn't really <laughs> going to be a whole lot of explanation for why he is Suddenly, I guess you could say just like this sudden, you know, disfigurement just might have snapped his mind. Maybe he's just a very weak-willed individual. But you know, that kind of doesn't work with somebody who's like this, you know, That's this top attorney. attorney. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, honestly, I'm sure they'll. Michael Keane, just give me oh. Michael Keane, please. He's great in the trailer, like that little speechy pep talk he gives to Bruce. I've, I can't remember I watched the it. life of me what it says, but it was awesome. He, he, he says something, he says the equivalent, Gotham needs you. And Is like, I guess... Like men like him only want to see the world burn or something? Oh, well, no, no that was in the first trailer, because I loved that, I loved that part. I think uh, they don't use part of that speech in this trailer, too. No, there's nothing about that, but I do remember that first trailer, because that really 
also got me pumped up, but nah, those, this was a different speech. And I guess it ties into the plot, which they have really kept under wraps. I'm not sure what... I I guess you had a theory on it, didn't you? Something about... Uh, what was it? I something about the Joker. Me. <laughs> well, you said you said something to me once, like the jo- like, I said something once. You know. Okay, he said you said something like it. You know how the Joker's like hit me, <laughs> hit me during the trailer. You know maybe he's gonna and like in the marketing yeah, campaign he's, he's tonight gonna you're gonna to break your one rule. Yeah, I think like the Joker seems to be trying to push Batman over the edge of who he wants to be. It kind of fits with the anarchist part that they're playing up about him. Like, maybe he's trying to make Batman break all these rules that he set up for himself. Well, that that plays into the character. Yeah, that just adds two sides to the same coin thing. Well, Batman is ordered, Joker is chaos. That's pretty much it. He wants to break the ultimate symbol of order. He just wants to infect you know, because this city with, you know, you know whatever Joker <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> yeah. He wants to make shit go crazy, and from the trailer, it looks like he did a pretty good job. Because, you know, he's got a fucking rocket launcher like halfway through, through right? He, <laughs> he just like shoots it. I just love the look that he gives like after he fires it off. He's he's such a creepy asshole throughout this. Like when he's walking up to uh, Rachel Dawes, he's just like, "Got some fighting you." I like that. He just and, le- licks his lips in the most like disgusting way. Uh, he's that like, was. Oh, I like that. And it's like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, that's the Joker. He's fucking crazy. And then Bat, I love that line, Batman. You're gonna love me. And then just shows up and I guess beats the crap out of him. Yes, we're gonna be so beautiful together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's slightly <laughs> disturbing. Oh, I guarantee yeah, this... there's already that slash fiction out there. Joker and Batman. Oh well, I. That that goes without saying, but I prefer not to think about that. I hope it's just not like it's a gonna furry be a... version of Batman with Joker. God, if it isn't well, happened already, it will I think, now, cause I've seen I think it. we think think we know certain people who have probably already <laughs> considered that. <laughs> let's uh, let's not let's. Yeah, we're just gonna stay clear from that anyway. Actually, um, so what do you think about the? The bat pod that he's. Oh, I, I meant to ask that earlier. You know, at first I thought it was. I didn't like the way it looked, but you know, now I'm on board with it. Just seeing Batman on it, I thought it looks like a pretty sweet ride. I still hate it. Really? I. I it doesn't bother me. It? it doesn't make sense. I'm I assuming the Batmobile smaller than that. Big ass tumbler, but couldn't he just build the a bat tank car? I don't know. I'm assuming that somewhere in the film, the tumbler will become damaged, via, like, and they won't have enough time to repair it or something. 
something akin it to that. It seems like, honestly, I think he's just doing it so he has something, like, I don't know, maybe it's gas and Gotham's going up. I don't know, but, I mean, basically, it just comes down to the fact that, you know, this is something smaller, it's more mobile, he can, he can do more yeah. with it than he could with the tumbler. But still, it just looks so stupid. It has, like, these giant wheels and, like, does it have, like, friggin', like, It's got these the two, like, it's got these two, like, giant prongs in the front, I which I like, thought were. I think they're, like, grenade launchers or something. Oh, uh, we'll see. I don't know about, about that, but... Yeah, I... Just, I just looks so stupid on it. I was gonna say something, but... Oh, yeah, the real reason this was included in the movie, kids need a new toy. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that might very well be it. So, yeah, in spite of that, movie's going to be good. You should go see it. I'm excited. I love... I'm so excited. I love, uh... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just so you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning right now, so... Excuse we're, us if we're getting kind of crazy. We're tired. Give us a break. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, movie's going to be good. And that brings us to our last summer release, the recently released trailer for The Incredible Hulk. I've got a problem. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. See your friend. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Bruce, trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. We've never seen anything even close to your level of exposure. That you survived an event like that, it's beyond my comprehension. I don't want to control it. I want to get rid of it. As far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is property of the U.S. Army. I, I'm going to be honest, I really wasn't blown away by it. The plot, yeah. the, it's, the Hulk fights another Hulk. It's an it's abomination. I mean, who else did you expect to fight? I know, but... That was the big question they... about the first movie. They were like, well, that was gay. It didn't have any fights in it. And True, I didn't but I don't know. I the first movie like other people did, but I have to agree. There weren't any fights in it. I'm just wondering if they could do a Hulk movie where he's... Or he just basically fights on the run from the government. Can't they just do that? Can't he just not have to fight, you know, something that is the equivalent of him? Just not a big, giant, no, 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 superpower see, fight? That That is why people didn't like the first movie, because there was no big fight. That's why people didn't like Superman Returns. There was no big fight. I mean, in and of themselves, Superman Returns and the first Hulk movie were not bad movies. I'm just going to say it. They were not bad movies. They did no, not no, no, have I agree. the big fights that people were expecting to see. They didn't have Superman versus Doomsday or Dark Side. They didn't have Hulk versus Abomination or you know, 
whatever other villain he has, I don't think there's really another one who could be that interesting, but, yeah. Well, they're two very different characters, though. I mean, with Superman, you expect him to fight. But they're the two characters that can give you a big, just huge brawl that destroys cities. They're like the two strongest characters in either of their, you know, for Marvel and DC, so when they have movies, people are going to come there and expect, you know, he's going to wreck the place the fuck up. Well, he can do that, but does he really have to fight a supervillain? Okay, look, I know you expect something like that from Superman. Superman has a bunch of supervillains. He's got Luthor, he's got Darkseid, he's got uh, Doomsday even. That could have been cool. I mean, you expect that from Superman, but the Hulk, the thing about him is he's a monster. I mean, I don't even know why he's... They want monster smash. I know, but can't, like... Just beating the ever-loving shit out of each other in a huge Can't just be a a monster on the run, you know, like, or Banner trying to deal with being the Hulk, you know, not like... he is. I mean, they even showed in the trailer, he (sighs) is running from the government, but they, apparently they do catch him. Which I don't know why they told us. That's one thing that pisses me off about this trailer. They basically show you how the film starts and how the film ends. Because I've read that, yeah, that pretty much. in fight scene where Hulk and Abomination are running towards each other. That is the final. Like half an hour long, right? It's like 26 minutes long, which is awesome. Uh. I can't wait to see that, but. So this trailer I'm sure is basically cool, a, a very small outline of the complete movie, basically. I I don't know. No I'm I'm gonna see God. it. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I've I've seen the entire plot, so. Eh, see, I wish I'm, they could I'm do just something. Going for the fights and. Uh, i I'm sure the fights will be cool, but I just. Sometimes I wish there could be just more than just the really sweet special effects. You know, I wish they could just do, I don't know, something different, you know? Well, Edward Norton's a, you know, a great actor, so... Uh, I'm, I'm he, he was that good. he's going to give a good performance, and that'll be another reason that I'll, I'll be happy to see this movie. Oh yeah, I was. I, I thought he w- did a pretty good job in the trailer, so I'm gonna see it. Um, and yeah, like you said, pretty much just for the fights. And also, their own that their twenty new, um, Ross um, Thunderbolt Ross looks actually looks pretty good. Oh yeah, I wasn't well, sure you know, how, how pictures how har- of him, but after they you know they got him in makeup and the mustache and everything, he he looks pretty good. You know, well, how hard is it to do Ross? You pretty much just, you know, grow a mustache, get an old guy, and just... You know, that good military, you know, personality, that look to you. Yeah, act all gruff, or or I get the Hulk. He's my (laughs) property. Boy, belongs in the United States of America. (laughs) Yeah, so, we'll see, I'll see the movie. Oh, when and about, um, actually, Abomination's design. That's one thing. Oh, I really want to see what you think about. Uh, they may. What the fuck is up with this hollow rib cage? I mean, yeah, how? Um, how is it possible to stay? 
I, the guy yeah, directed, I don't on. remember what his name is, but um, he basically said that, I don't remember exactly what he said, but when it came down to it, he's just like, the original Abomination design is, is stupid, because there's really no reason he should look like a, a fish man, and I, I have to well, agree, there's no re, there's no, like, foreign DNA I, involved with his transformation, so... The fact that I agree with that, that. and fins, it doesn't work. But what what possesses him to make his mid region just hollow? That it's not that it's for not me hollow. It's like his rib cage, like uh, all of his bones are like growing through his muscle mass, basically. So okay. He has well, like this deformed. I don't know, burn victim look to him. Well, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense, but I don't know. That just kind of threw me. I mean, he looks cool. He looks big. He's someone for the Hulk to fight, so we'll just see where it goes. I, I kind of like the way... ...about there no being fights. And, uh, we want fights, guys. That's oh, boring. We want to see someone... Yeah, I wish... Just part of me kind of wish... Solomon Grundy movie and have him fight Hulk. <laughs> Both sides Superman versus Hulk. Superman versus Hulk. DC, Marvel, make nice. Right <laughs> so that's yeah, that's our last movie, right? Uh, I believe so, my friend. All right. So, so do we have anything more to discuss? Uh. Well, overall, what do you want to give, um, as a series so far, what do you want to give, um, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man? B minus just the first episode sucked, and I don't know, the rest, the quality's gotten progressively better, but I think it's just a flower waiting to bloom. Okay, so, um... I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to turn into a series we want it to be. The comic book fans will enjoy. And kids will enjoy. Um, would you recommend it, or is it just like fanboys only, or what? I, you know, I think I would recommend it. If you like Spider-Man, and you like, and if you want something different from the old animated series, you know what? Give it a shot. I think you'll find something that will grow over time. Don't give up on it. It's a little series that could. I think I'll give it a nice even B. Cause All right. In the, the first, I think particularly the first two episodes were kind of weak. Definitely the first yeah. one more than the second one, but it, it's oh, yeah. getting much better, and I hope to see it progress, you know, upward into the future. So, yeah, um... But, you want to take a moment the, to talk about wa the Watchmen movie? Oh, the Watchmen movie, yeah. Um, I, I was excited about them making a movie for a long time, right up until I saw some of the screens for the movie. Yeah, those kill pictures. Jesus. 
those costume designs, they oh, the comedians so just much. looked flat out retarded. Oz- he looks so um, shit. How do you say? How do you say his name? Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Ozymandias. Well, yeah, his. He, I don't know, ru- the rubber suit I it had, just it reminded had, it me had too rubber nipples on it. Oh, God, did it? I didn't yes, it even did. check like, that. Did they consult it, Joel Schumacher when they designed these? <laughs> everybody had rubber, yeah, I mean, night owls rubber. Everybody had, like, nipples. It was just... Uh. Was it me, or did Ozymandias... Fuck, whatever his name is. Did he look? Did, did the guy playing him look like Tobey Maguire to you? He looked way too young, way too skinny. Because Ozymandias yeah. is supposed to be like the peak of human fitness. You know, he's supposed yeah. to be like this. He's supposed to be like 50 in Watchmen, isn't he? Yeah. 40s, 50s. Yeah, he's they're to be all like pretty in old. Fantastic shape. This guy yeah, looks like he's. he's 20, 30 maybe, and he's like skinny, skinniest person I've seen. Uh, yeah, I know, that, that pissed me off. And then, and holy Silk shit, Spectre what was it? looks kind of like Morgan Webb from G4 TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that's the first thing I saw I when I saw a picture. I'm like, is that Morgan Webb? Oh my Webb? god. I didn't catch that, but Jesus Christ, yeah, you're right. Um, the comedian's really design. I'm just going to say that. I have a lot of love for the comedian character, and they just fucked him up. He just looks... I mean... For some reason, when I see him, it looks like friggin' Larry the Cable Guy to me. I don't know why. I know. You know, the only part... The really big thing is just the mask. The mask just looks... Yeah, the little domino he has on. How hard is it to do a domino mask? It looks like domino mask from Batman and Robin. I know, and that's what pisses me off. It's really not that hard to do. They just keep, you know, Joel Schumachering everything. <sighs> Night I, yeah, that's the term. Terrible too, because his suit is rubber. Yet again, why uh, was it rubber? It wasn't rubber in the book. Ozymandias didn't even have a friggin' suit. It was just that gold thing with robes. But yet it's rubber. Yeah. I mean, the only character they managed not to screw up was uh, Rorschach, and uh, and it's a man in a how hard? coat with a mask on. You you can't mess that up unless you're actively trying to. And you told me earlier they were talking about changing the ending, right? Hey, apparently, yeah. There's been um been some rattlings around the web about. Uh, apparently, Zack Snyder, who directed 300s, directing, you know, the Watchmen movie, he said he wants to keep the ending of Watchmen. He wants to remain faithful. He wants to be a faithful ad- adaptation of the book. But, mm-hmm. apparently, I've, I've heard that there's, you know, there's some rumors. There, yeah, some rumors that the ending might change. Which is how d- distressing. I'm not sure how much of it might be changed. Yeah, the question is how drastically, because um, the ending for to V for Vendetta was changed, right? Oh. I know it was different than the comic book. I never read. Rain naked 
scene that Alan no, no, no. about. At the end, Evie was supposed to become V, the new V, after he died, and uh, she didn't. Yeah, she did. But she did in the yeah, in the, she, in the she movie. She the mask and everything. I don't remember that, but okay, if you say so. Um, yeah. Well, sure even if I they did, if it if it's just something like that, I won't get all pissed off about it. But if they like go, if they fuck up. Ozim, I can't say his name. Ozimadius. If they fuck up, his, if they fuck up his plot in any way, I'm just gonna be pissed because that's the central part of the movie, the yeah, um, story. Actually, um, I heard some really cool news about the um the Black Freighter. Oh um, yeah, are they cutting that the out? Um, actually, no. I actually um, read that Jared Butler, who played um, King Leonidas in 300, is going to be the oh, you know, star of really? the Really? Yeah. Apparently, he's going to be the, oh, you know, the yeah. shipwrecked um, that's, sailor. That, that's awesome. But I'm, I'm excited. I just hope he hides his accent this time. God. Oh, yeah. Well, Scottish Spartan. I'm the thing I'm wondering now is, how can they not make this movie three hours long? Like, how can they not make it that or longer? I mean, Jesus. I, if it is, it better be three hours. Oh, but most people don't want to sit there in the theater that long. you got to think about them. Most people aren't even going to understand what Watchmen is about, so we don't yeah. need to appeal to them, honestly. You just need this to make movies a movie that remains faithful. Like, if Zack Snyder wants to remain faithful to this book, then it is probably going to have to God be damn. at least three hours long. At least. He better remain, he better remain faithful. Or he's going to get an yeah. angry letter from us. Well, whatever. <laughs> Alan Moore is just going to go, eh. Suicide. <laughs> on that move whatever started. Alan Moore... God, I don't know what Alan Moore might do. <laughs> Did, didn't he, like, sign off all his money to Dave Gibbons? Oh, oh, yeah, he did. He was like, I don't want any money for this. Don't put my name on that piece of day, shit. You probably need it more than me. I have my beautiful snake god, Glycon. <sighs> Alright, let's not make fun of Alan Moore. He might be listening somewhere. I love that man, but... Good lord, he, <laughs> he 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 scares me a little bit. I'm sorry. I think part of it is more. Part of it is just the rings. Maybe it's the crazy hobo beard. You know? <laughs> oh, don't miss <laughs> the beard. And those rings are just badass. You can actually hurt someone with those. The, he so. basically has metal gauntlets made out of just rings. Yeah, he does. Reminds it's me of how Jordan when he stole all those Green Lantern rings when he had when he was infested with Parallax, and he's just like holding them up and he's like oh. a smile. I just imagine. Oh, that, that was more like that. <laughs> he's like, oh, glad. <laughs> oh my. Oh god. He's gonna like fly he, over here he, and like choke me in my sleep now. <laughs> okay, so. Anything else? Uh, 
No, but um, this is our first podcast. So we're just trying it out. You know, we did wait till you know, like one o'clock in the morning to start. It's three o'clock now. We're on vacation. You know, we aren't exactly in the best frame of mind at the moment, so excuse us. If Give us. Excuse us if the podcast isn't, you know, great. But we'd love to hear back from you. We'd love to, you know, you know, get some suggestions for what we can improve. If you guys like to hear us cover something, you know, anything, just let us know. Contact us at themidnightagents at gmail dot com, and we'll be sure to write you back, address it on the next show, you know, whatever. Just please let us know at the give us um, night agents at gmail.com <laughs> minutes late I'm sorry give us a chance please <laughs> yes I'm just kidding whatever he, he's really so, going to go to sleep and cry about this so please please give us a chance I'm just a wreck right now so and uh, the plan for next week's show actually is um, we plan to go back and review Superman Doomsday and Justice League The New Frontier. We're going to awesome. talk about what we think about those movies and some compare and contrast to the old DCAU, of which we're both mm-hmm. you know, huge fans. Grew up watching it. We love it. We want yeah. more. God damn it, Bruce Tim, get off your ass and please bring back Justice League Unlimited. Jesus. That's the plan. So hopefully some people listen to this podcast and give us a chance to what we're doing. (laughs) Tune in next time, or at least if we're not that good this time, tune in next time to see if we improve. Please. <laughs> yes, if you want us to, to improve, <laughs> I implore you yet again, please contact us. Please send us an email at nightagents oh, at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Bye bye. Silver Age, you do anything. I'm Superman. I start and blow out the sun. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. Look, it's a natural face. (laughs) (laughs) Jacket from (laughs) Beanstalk. I do. I'm a king.
dying. He's Hawkman. That's his holy power. Cut. I better take a look inside that giant castle. It's incredible. <laughs> Come here, okay, Hawkman. It's, it's oh, Toy Man. What the fuck? God damn it. Thank you, Bruce Tim, for not making him 